Our first reading this morning comes from the book of Acts, the seventh chapter. Filled with the Holy Spirit, Stephen gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they covered their ears and with a loud shout all rushed together against him. Then they dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. And the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. While they were stoning Stephen, he prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried out in a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. When he had said this, he died. A reading from the 31st Psalm. In you, O Lord, have I taken refuge. Let me never be put to shame. Deliver me in your righteousness. Incline your ear to me. Make haste to deliver me. Be my strong rock, a castle to keep me safe. For you are my crag and my stronghold. For the sake of your name, Lead me and guide me. Take me out of the net that they have secretly set for me, for you are my tower of strength. Into your hands I commend my spirit, for you have redeemed me, O Lord, God of truth. My times are in your hand. Rescue me from the hands of my enemies and from those who persecute me. Let your face shine upon your servant. Save me in your steadfast love. Our next reading comes from the book of 1 Peter, the second chapter. Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. Come to him, a living stone, though rejected by mortals, yet chosen and precious in God's sight. And like living stones, let yourselves be built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in Scripture... See, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone, chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. To you then who believe, he is precious. But for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the very head of the corner, and a stone that makes them stumble, and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, in order that you may proclaim the mighty acts of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. 
The Holy Gospel this morning according to St. John, the 14th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know the Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. But if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do. And in fact, will do greater works than these because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. This is the Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. People of God, will you join me now for a word of prayer? Lord Jesus, we know that whatever we ask in your name, you will do it for us. Help us to trust in you, not just by your works, but because you live and dwell in us. Help us to understand and give ourselves willingly to do the greater works that you have promised. To love those who need to be loved to comfort those who grieve, and to share your resurrection promise with a world that begs to be raised up with you. Bless us now, O Lord and God, for these that we ask and the things that we don't even know we need, trusting that you will provide for everything. Bless us now in all these things and all the things of our hearts, which we lift before you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We live in a world that is constantly in search of the truth. 
Even now, as death tolls rise around coronavirus worldwide and local, state, and federal leaders strive to best guide us in making sense of how to protect and care for one another in the best ways, we find ourselves encountering a barrage of data, opinions, and directions about what tomorrow may bring. No different than any other day, other than the increased risk of illness, panic, and death caused by our current pandemic. We cannot take this tension lightly. Lives are at stake. And we cannot ignore that as Americans we are often blinded to the truth that across the world, even as our world seems to have stopped, people are still dying from war, poverty, prejudice, and senseless acts of violence. In all matters and manners of life, we seek truth, oftentimes to our own detriment. Where we seek to find truth and and what we find that informs the truth can be heavily manipulated by what is and is not included, that which is hidden or that which is revealed. Truth is more than facts, figures, and comprehensive data. Science and the scientific method only attempt to prove what isn't true. That a worked out hypothesis doesn't produce a whole host of potential results, leaving open a vast array of potential possibilities that are, as of yet, undefined. Truth is also more than a personal, emotional opinion or conviction. That you have your truth and I have mine doesn't speak to the intense damage caused by many people's own personal truths. The self-conviction that they are unworthy of love, hopelessly weighed down by waves of guilt, spiraling into the darkness of depression caused by grief and loneliness and abuse. To each their own doesn't take into account the ways people's convictions can cause harm to themselves and to others through hatred or violence or prejudice and neglect to the cries of the suffering who have chosen their own lot in life. These truths are anything but. When we speak of truth, we seek more than data or convictions. We seek that which transcends our own existence, which does not change, does not waver, does not cease to offer itself for the sake of the wholeness of creation. We seek the one ultimate truth, the goodness of God revealed in Jesus Christ and what he offers to us through his death and resurrection. I am the way and the truth and the life. No way may come to the Father except through me. Truth is a big concern for John and his gospel and really the entirety of Scripture. From chapter 1, John tells us that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us and we have seen His glory. The glory is of a Father's only Son, 
full of grace and truth. Jesus is God's truth, whose entire ministry throughout John's gospel revolves around conversations, signs, and wonders, and works that reveal the truth of God's love for us. Jesus' own passion, his willingness to selflessly endure betrayal and crucifixion and death, is the fullest revelation of God's true persistent, unfailing, and never-ending love for us. And what that truth does to change our lives from here on out. Thomas's question, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Speaks to each and every one of us who have ever sought direction, who have ever desired meaning or grasped for the truth to be made real for us in our prayers in our lament, in our pondering. Jesus says that He is the way. By following Him and walking in His steps, we will come to know the fullness of truth, that God is for us, that death and disease and despair have no place in God's kingdom, and we have been set free from their grasp because Jesus is our life. Good news! God has prepared a place for us, and there is no need to worry about our future rest. God wants us to focus on life, and every day we live between hearing the good news of Jesus' resurrection and experiencing it firsthand on that last day. The truth is that God has indeed prepared a place, a home, a relationship for us, for the entire world to know. And we would never have been able to experience it without Jesus. God has prepared this for us. And as people who have experienced the truth and the life of Jesus Christ, we have the obligation to share the truth with others, inviting them to experience the life of God. That life is offered to us freely and no one can take it from us. Because the truth is, it doesn't really belong to us. Our lives belong to God and God's purposes for us. To offer healing, hope, and the message of life in Jesus to everyone. To do the greater works than these that he promises will be the fruits of his disciples' labor. The truth is that our own way of life serving others in the name of Jesus and proclaiming His death and resurrection in everything we say and do should put us in the crosshairs of the companies, the governments, and the movements which exploit the working poor, which take advantage of the vulnerable and place the bodies of our neighbors at risk, all for the sake of of what? Money? Power? other idols we make for ourselves to worship and cling to. No, Jesus said He is the way. He is the truth. And He is the life. And to follow the way of Jesus is to follow the truth wherever it leads us, even if that means being unsettled from our place of leisure and comfort. Even if it means speaking out against angry crowds who would stone us and kill us. 
even if it means laying down our own lives to point to the fullness of life which comes through resurrection. Following the way of life and truth means surrendering our lives to Jesus, not clinging to them above all things. It is for this we have been called and claimed by God. It is for this Jesus prepares a place for us. That when our, when our race is run, when we share the gospel truth of Jesus' resurrection with a word and a world searching for meaning, when everyone knows Jesus and His love for them, and when He returns to take us to Himself, then, then we will have our rest. May our labor be fruitful, the works of our hands a witness to the life offered in Jesus, and our lives blessed by the goodness of God, who raises us up and prepares a place for us until that day should come. Amen.